the Lord. What an honor and a delight it is to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I had the privilege and the opportunity of spending some time with some wonderful ladies from here and getting to know them a little better. And we just had a great time of fellowship and worship uh, this past weekend. And I was so honored to be asked to be a part of that. God is good. And God has a plan and God has a purpose. And if you have your Bibles, I would like for you to go to Psalm 61. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3, starting at Psalm 61, verse 1. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be here. Lord, I thank you because you are God and there is nothing that you cannot do. Lord, I'm so thankful that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or imagine. And Lord, today there may be some people in here that are overwhelmed. And I pray today that we can lead them to the one that is higher than their circumstance and their problem. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me to speak the word that you have placed in my heart for this hour. And I never fail to give you praise, for you're the one that is worthy. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen and amen. Just for a few moments this morning, I would like to speak to you on when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. David starts out here and he says, hear my cry, oh God. How many times, now see, I, I preached this a while ago, but I ain't going to preach it the same way because I ain't perfected like Pastor Sean yet. I, I can't quite do that. I read something and I get a total different thing the second time. But David says, hear my cry, oh God. I don't know about you, but there have been many times I've wondered if God's really heard my cry. I've wondered, where are you at, God? It seems like you're a million miles away. And it says, attend unto my prayer. In other words, God, are you really listening when I'm praying? Are you, are you, have you got your ears open? But I'm glad that he told Daniel. He said, I heard the first time that you prayed. He said there was just some adversary that came along that stopped it. But I'm so glad to know that he sees, he hears, and he sees every tear that has fallen when you have prayed. He said from the end of the earth, he felt like he had went to the end of the earth. But will I cry unto thee? He said because when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than thy. For thou hast been a shelter. He knew what God had been for him already. He said, thou hast been a shelter for me. What is a shelter? I, I, when we get in a tornado, they say a tornado is coming through. Take shelter. What do you do? You find a secure place. You find a place that when the winds come through that tornado, that it's going to be secure and it's going to keep you in a safe place. He said, thou hast been a shelter for me. 
and a strong tower from the enemy. Had he had enemies before? Yes, he had. He said, but thou hast been a tower. What is a tower? And he said, not just a tower, but a strong tower. In other words, a tower that wasn't going to crumble and fall against the adversary. What is a tower? A tower is something that is higher than you are that's looking out over more than what you can see. It sees when the enemy is coming. But David was in a situation where his heart was overwhelmed. I don't know about you, but I've been there. I've been there more than once, but I got a feeling there's some people in this building today that that's exactly where you're at or God would not have gave me this message. David was in a situation where his heart was overwhelmed. David's firstborn son was named Amon, and Amon fell in love with his half-sister Tamar. He tricked Tamar one night into saying he was saying he was sick and he tricked her into his bedroom by faking that sickness and when he got her in there, he forced himself upon her. And after that horrible act was committed, he was done with her. See, they'll, they'll coax you in, but they want to throw you away about as fast as they get you in there. And he threw her out and when he threw her out, he wanted nothing else to do with her. But her brother Absalom, he finds her crying, her clothes torn. She's crying hysterically over what her half-brother had done. Absalom made a plot and a plan, and it took him about two years to secretly plot against Amon. And he said, I'm going to kill him for what he done to my sister. And guess what he did? After about two years, he kills Amon. And Absalom, fearing the king's judgment, he flees to his grandfather's house for three years until David relents and sends word that he has pardoned Absalom so he can return home. Now what kind of goodness is that? That forgiveness when we don't deserve it. That sounds like God to me. When we don't deserve it, forgiveness comes. But what does Absalom do? He repays the king's forgiveness by leading a rebellion against David, causing David and most of his household to run for their lives into the desert where he ends up in a stronghold, which is a series of caves that you can hide from your enemies. Now, considering all this, put yourself in danger. David's shoes for a moment how he is now alone and face to face with this what has happened under the king's watches first of all his firstborn son the heir to the throne had raped his half sister and is now dead killed by the same son that is trying to kill him talking about a messed up family Listen, we all got messed up family. It may not have been to this exact point, but somewhere, if you got a perfect family, I want you to come talk to me when church is over because I want to know what your secret is of having the perfect family. But I've come to tell you, we all got them messed up ones. We all got them that we're a little bit ashamed of. We all got those that are not quite up to par to what we think. But David, because of this, is, yet a death crime come, but yet he was showing mercy. But David is overwhelmed by what have happened. I don't, like I said, I've been overwhelmed just my life. 
You know, like the old saying goes, when it rains, it pours. We say that because it's one thing right after another that is happening in our life. And I mentioned earlier about a spirit of distraction. It's in the land today. You may not even realize it until it's got a hold of you. But there is a spirit of distraction. What does it do? It causes you to focus on that one thing until that is all that you can think about. It causes you when you get up of a morning, it's the first thing on your mind. When you go through the day, that's all you can think about. When you sit down to eat, it's all you can think about. When you get ready to go to bed, it's all you think about. You can't pray, you can't study because this spirit of distraction has overwhelmed you. It is all that is on your mind. Listen, when the doctor told me that I had four stage ovarian cancer, it overwhelmed me. It was all, it consumed me. It took all the energy out of me. Why? Because that was a death sentence. If it was not for God, I would be dead today. I was overwhelmed. I had an 18 month old baby laying in her bed and I would look down at her. Tears would roll down my face on her little belly and I would say, God, I don't want anybody else to raise this child. I was overwhelmed with my circumstances. I got so overwhelmed I forgot about a God that could heal I forgot about a God that said by his stripes I was healed why because I was overwhelmed I couldn't think right I couldn't talk right I couldn't function right why because I was overwhelmed it was not until I was weak in body and would go to church even in a state that they would have to help me in. And I would put a, would put a lawn chair behind the piano and I would lay in that lawn chair because I didn't want to miss being in the house of God. People find every excuse in the world nowadays. You sneeze twice, you stay home. It clouds, I'm afraid it's going to rain. But it wasn't until I was in the house of God and I heard the words of God and I heard faith preached and I heard that there was nothing that God could not do. And I heard the words that by his stripes we are healed. And I heard the words that we got to walk by faith and not by sight. It was not until I heard those words when I was in the house of God. I couldn't hear it at home because I was so overwhelmed my mind wouldn't let me hear it. But when I was in that service and I began to hear that and they got me out of that out of that lawn chair and they brought me over weekend body because I was going the next day for major surgery again and they brought me up there and I believe what the word said. I believe that by his stripes I was going to be healed. I believed at that moment that nothing was impossible to them that believed. I went from being overwhelmed to operating in faith. God this is my moment. This is my season. This is when you are going to touch me and get that's what he did and I'm here today but I know what it's like to be overwhelmed 
I know what it's like when you get that bad doctor's report. I know what it feels like when your BFF betrays you and goes out talking about you and wants to slander you. I know what it feels like to walk down to the cemetery and say the last goodbye to your loved ones. I even know what it feels like when you've worked hard to make a living and somebody comes in and just takes it from you and leaves you wondering how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to do this. I know what it feels like to be lied on. Yes, I know what it feels like to be talked about. I know what it feels like to be rejected. I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed to the point you can't focus because your mind won't stop thinking. That's when I need somebody to lead me to a rock that is higher than I. I need somebody to remind me that he is the rock, that I'm not in this by yourself. Can I tell you, I've come here today to tell you that the storm you're in right now, and some of you are in storms, some of you are overwhelmed, but can I tell you today that I have come to tell you there is somebody bigger than your problem. He has not forgotten you. He knows exactly what you're going through. When the enemy has isolated you, you see if he can get you isolated he's got you right where he wants you that's why you can't afford to get isolated when you're being overwhelmed but don't go to somebody that's in more shape than you are cause all that's gonna do is finish you off but take me to somebody that has been through the storm that has been through the fire that has been through the flood but yet they are still standing and they say I've done been to the rock I've done been to the rock let me tell you how to get to the rock when the rock talks about the, this rock that is higher than I they compare it to a ship that is out on the storm of the ocean and it's not sandy beach waves but it's mountainous rocks in front of them and they have nowhere to go and the storm's coming and their boat is is beat and battered until it's falling apart and they're left alone out in the water. But they look up and they see the rocks. But when they get to the rock, they can't stay at the bottom because if they stay at the bottom, the waves will overtake them. But they look up and when they look up, there is footholds where other people have been going up to the rock. And somebody at the top, and they say, hey, throw me down a rope because I got to get to the top. See, folks, he don't intend for you to stay in this storm. He don't intend for you to stay where the waves are beating the living daylights out of you. But he's saying today, I am the lifeline. I am the one that's going to lead you out of this. All you got to do is say, hey, I need to get to the top of the rock. Because when I get to the top of the rock, then the waves are not going to be able to come after me. And when I get to the top of the rock, there is safety. I've come to tell you today, in the midst of your being overwhelmed, in the midst of your life storm, I've come to tell you, there is a place in him that you can get and David had to remember that place 
He had to remember he was a shelter and a tower from the enemy. And he knew that God was the rock that was higher than he is. Who is this rock? The rock is Jesus. This rock that cannot be moved. This is a rock that is higher than all of us. This is the rock that the storm cannot move. This is the rock that we must build upon. We're building too much nowadays on shifting sand. Anything and everything goes. Folks, we got to get back to the basics. We got to get back. I ain't talking about getting yourself in bondage, but I'm talking about we got to throw some things out. We got to get back to prayer. We got to get back to the church being the church. We got to get back to where the church operates in the power of God. We got so we got so crazy. It's either entertainment or it's fake worship. But I'm talking about the place where we come in and the anointing of God fills the house. That when we are so overwhelmed that we can run to the rock. There is nothing like the shelter of his arms. Nothing like being under the shelter. The Bible talks being that, that he would put us under the shadow of the Almighty, like a big wing lifting up, and you can run under that arm. I got chickens. I really do. I love them. They, they my pets. I ain't got no dogs and cats. I got chickens. And it took us for a while before we got some baby chickens. Lord, you're talking about getting excited. I was one of the most exciting persons ever was. We didn't think we was going to get no baby chicks. And we'd go out there and we'd get got getting close to that 21-day period. We'd go out there and we'd check them, raise that chicken up and check them. There wouldn't be nothing there. I started getting disappointed. We done the candlelight. We done all the looking, putting that bright light on that egg, see if there's anything in there. Kenny said one day, he said, Sue, he said, I think we need to go out to the coop. And he said, we probably need to just throw them eggs away. I said, oh, do we really have to? He said, yeah. He said, I don't think nothing's ever going to become of this. And we went out there and, he said, I'm going to pick his hen up. And he said, then we'll, you just get the eggs and we'll just take them out there and throw them away. Well, he picked that hen up and I heard a noise. When he picked that old hen up and I heard a noise, I got to looking and there was this little bitty black chick sitting under her. Well, I got so excited I couldn't hardly stand it. I said, you ain't throwing none of them eggs away. Then we moved them to what I call the penthouse in the coop. We had a place on the bottom, but then in the top of the coop, we we got another little section. I call it the penthouse because it's up. We put stuff in there, and we put them baby chicks in there with that hen, and we'd go out there, and we'd I'd watch them. They'd crawl up her back and slide down her neck, and just the cutest things ever was. But I got to noticing that when we went out, she would start making a certain noise. And when she'd make a certain noise, she'd throw that wing up. When she'd throw that wing up, there they'd run. She'd flop it down. You didn't even know there's a chick inside. You didn't know. There was one nowhere around. Can I tell you, when they out in a storm, they'll make a certain noise, or they think that danger is coming. Yeah, they got chickens. They know what I'm talking about. They think danger's coming. 
She'll make a certain sound. She'll throw them wings up and they'll run under there. You don't even know they're around. Can I tell you there's a place in God that you can get till he'll throw his wings up and you can run under to that shelter and he'll put it down and the enemy don't even know you're anywhere around. Why? Because you are sheltered in the safety of him. That's the rock I'm talking about. I'm talking about when life is so overwhelming, we can run to him. His shelter. We can run to his safety and we can be safe and secure in the storm. Peter got overwhelmed when he started walking on the water and he took his eyes off Jesus. That's our problem right there. We take our eyes off the master. And when he took his eyes off the master, he got overwhelmed by the circumstance and he started to sink. Martha got overwhelmed when she was left doing all the work and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Oh, how did she get overwhelmed? Jesus had to call her down twice. You call somebody's name twice, that makes you sit up and take notice. When I was at home, if my mom or dad said, Sue, come here. I lagged around behind, but when they said, Sue, Sue, get in here. You knew to walk in real, real fast. He said, Martha, Martha, thou art cumbered. What is that cumbered? She was overwhelmed by many things. See, these things of life will get you overcumbered. These things called life will get you overwhelmed. Listen, folks, life ain't fair. What we consider the world, that ain't fair. It will abuse you. It will cause you heartache. It will cause you pain. It will cause you circumstances. But when life is so overwhelming, we can get till we lose our vision, our focus. We can't see. I said in the earlier service, I had a situation of a couple months ago overwhelmed me so bad. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't sleep overnight. I mean, I, it was so far out there that I was like, oh, dear God, how on earth did this ever happen? How on earth did this ever take place? It's all I could think about. It's all I could, uh, every time my mind was so messed up, it was on my mind what time I was awake, it was on my mind. I couldn't read. I couldn't study. I couldn't function. Anybody that come along, I just wanted to tell them how overwhelmed I was. That's why you can't go to anybody in worse shape than you are. Find somebody uplifting. Don't go to somebody that's already got a problem when you got a problem. Because all you're going to be is two sorry problems together. That ain't helping nobody. But it overwhelmed me. It consumed my energy. It consumed my time until I had to realize spirit of distraction was working on me. And I was sitting at my desk one day and I was trying to study. I was needing to go minister and I was trying to study. And I couldn't because it just overwhelmed me. And I said, God, I said, I can't do this. I said, my mind is so messed up. I said, how can I go preach to somebody else when I'm as messed up as I am right now? 
I said, this is all that I can think about. I said, this is all that I dwell on from the time I get up till the time I go to bed. I can't think about nothing else. And if you'll listen, he'll speak. He said, give it to me. He said, give it to me. But what had happened was I was so overwhelmed to tears, hurt, pain, and honestly, anger. It's worse than SOS. You know what SOS is? Maybe some of you don't. SOS is spirit of slap. It was worse than SOS. Because I was so broken, so hurt. We was in the car one day, and I was so aggravated. We was driving down the road, and Kenny looked over at me, and he said, You got SOS? I said, To be honest with you, it's worse than SOS. All of a sudden, he shouts at me. He said, What you got, Hebe? I said, What on earth is Hebe? He said, Hit him between the eyes. That's when you got to go in the closet and pray. When you get that kind of spirit. That's when you really need somebody to lead you to the rock. When you get the bad attitude and you just want to take somebody out. Folks, it's real. It's real. Somebody hurt you. Somebody hurt your family. Don't come telling me you some saint with your little halo shining like a LED light or something. No, you got normal feelings. You want to punch somebody. You want to hurt somebody. Don't come giving me your little religious attitude that you got so much love. Listen, you got to get yourself lined back out. But these times you want to be yourself and you just want to take somebody out. That's when you need somebody to lead you to the rock. That's when you can't allow yourself to get out of control. But life is life and flesh is flesh. And that's why it said we have to crucify the flesh. Like plenty of times I have to crucify the flesh. But I was so overwhelmed. I was so messed up. But when he spoke that to me, I smacked my hands on my desk and I said, I've had enough. I said, I ain't going to let this thing consume me no more. I said, God, I'm giving it to you. And I said, you're going to work it out. Has it worked out like I want it? No. Has it finished working out? No. But guess what? I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. Because you know what I did? I turned it over to the rock that can fix it. I turned it over to the one that's got the answers. Therefore, I ain't going to worry about it no more. If I've been rejected, then I've been rejected. If I've been talked about, then I've been talked about. But guess what? I found me a place in the rock that I run to. And there is peace in the rock. There is healing in the rock. There is deliverance and guidance in the rock. But when I am so overwhelmed, it said, lead me. In other words, I can't find it on my own. I've lost my sense of direction because I'm so messed up. I can't see no more. I can't see which way to go. I don't know whether to go left or I don't know whether to go right. Right there's the rock. Let's say this is the rock. There's the rock, but I don't even see it because I'm so messed up. That's when I need somebody that has been 
to the rock. And the rock has been their shelter. And the rock has been their high tower. And the rock has been their deliverer. And the rock has brought them through. I need somebody to stand up and say, hey, I will lead you to the rock. If you can't find it, I'll take you to it. If you can't find it, I'll lead you to it. Because when I get to the rock, when I get to the rock that is higher than I, then everything's going to be all right. It may not work exactly like I wanted it to, but it's going to be all right anyway. It's going to be all right. See, these seasons of life that we go through, and these pain and these heartache and these hurt in this thing that we call life. But there is a God. There is a God that knows exactly what you are going through he knows exactly the pain that has overwhelmed you he knows exactly when you don't know from one day to the next what are on earth am I going to do with this situation what am I going to do can I tell you if you'll cling to that rock if you'll hold on to that rock he's going to make your life better listen some things come that when Jesus went in to pray he had to put some out because let me tell you some things may have to walk out of your life in order for things to get better but he's taking you to the rock not every person that comes in your life is meant to be there hey some people in your life for a season can I tell you not every church member will always be here it's for a season can I tell you don't get overwhelmed say bye bye God bless you Wherever he leads you, it's all right, because we're going to go on. We're going to go on. Can I, I could take you, I ain't going to name the name of the church, but we fixing to pray. <laughs> I ain't going to name it, I ain't going to name it, because some of you know it. There was a pastor called me for counseling, and I'm like, gee whiz, you the pastor, and you called me for counseling? He had an issue in his church a bad issue and it was with his main worship leader he didn't want to lose his worship leader and I talked to him I, he may not like my advice I said you're going to have to talk to them and I said they either going to have to get lined out with the Lord or they're going to have to get out of here I'm telling you folks I've, I've been there I've been there several times and uh, the I went the first time I went, there was so much freedom in the house when you preach, you was preaching like a crazy person, couldn't stand your own self hardly. Go back another time and it was just like cold ice in the house. And I was like, Man, there's something bad wrong here. And then rumors got to floating around about drinking. I'm talking about leadership. About drinking. And if that wasn't enough, there's more rumors floating around. Being gay. I said, Lord Jesus, Pastor. I said, you got to cut this thing off right now. I said, if you're going to have your church do anything, I said, you're going to have to have a talk. 
And I said, if, they, if repentance is, is not in their category right now, I said, you're going to have to get them out of that pulpit. I said, if you want your church to do anything, I said, you can't have sin in your pulpit. Heard Sister Karen teach on love. Oh, but you got to love them. Yeah, you got to love them, but you don't got to put up with their sin right in the pulpit. And I said, we, me and Kenny sat down and had a serious talk with that pastor. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to him. And then he wanted me to come preach. Ice again. And I told him, I said, buddy, I said, I'm telling you something. I said, you're going to destroy your church. I said, you're going to destroy your church. If you don't have a talk. Well he had a talk. And of course it didn't go the best in the world. And the man the man left. But can I tell you. When I went back. There was such an anointing in that house. Am I not telling the truth? I mean there was such an anointing in that house. They have had freedom ever since. We tried to lead him to the rock, but he, listen, everybody ain't going to go to the rock. Because there were some people's happy with the way they are, and only Jesus can change them. All, all we can do is try to lead them to the rock. We ain't pushing them. We ain't forcing them. We ain't pushing the rock down their neck. We just trying to lead them to the rock. But can I tell you, don't worry about who walks out of here. That pastor, he was so overwhelmed that that's all he, I got sick of hearing it. Every time my phone rang, I told Kenny, I said, oh, Lord, I know what this is going to be, and it was. That's all he wants, that's all he wants. He was consumed. It overwhelmed him. I don't know if he'd ever had to set anybody down in his ministry or not, but it literally overwhelmed him. And I told him, I said, you're going to have to let this thing go. I said, you're going to have to let it go. See, these good people come to church, but these times they're only meant to be there for a season. And when their season is over, if we hang on to them, then we're hurting our own self. Then they some, if they want, oh, I don't even know why I'm on this one right here. But then they some, if they won't take the counsel from the church and the leadership, they need to go. They need to go. We got to guard our flock. And we have to guard what God has put us over. Therefore, we can't put up with no foolishness. Listen, I've got too old. I got too old to put up with foolishness. I used to have patience for it. I ain't got the patience for it no more. I used to try to be a little bit lenient with people. No, honey, either you get to the rock and get it right. I ain't got time for you to fool around and mess me up, mess you up, mess the church up. No, you either get to the rock and you repent and you get it right or you go on however you want to live and leave the rest of us alone because we got other people we got to reach. We got other people we got to lead to the rock. We got a purpose and a plan. We were created for a purpose. We were created in his image. We were made in his likeness. But we got to take others to the rock along with us. There's some in here hurting as they come to the music. You don't know which way to go. 
you don't know which decision to make. Hang, hang on just a minute. Just, hey, little girl going to the drum thing. Come here a minute. I don't even know you. I, I don't know you. But I know you're overwhelmed. I know you're overwhelmed. And I know that your mind is in a whirlwind. Your mind has been in a storm and in a whirlwind of decisions, important decisions, life-changing decisions. But I've come to tell you today, he sent me here to lead you to the rock. You're not in this by yourself. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows the storm that you have been in. He knows the struggle that has been in your heart. And your heart has been overwhelmed. Your heart has been heavy. But I've come to tell you today, the rock is here. And he's here for you. And he's here on your behalf. And he said, don't listen to the lies. He said, there's lies being told. He said, there's things being told to crush you. And he said, don't listen to the lies. He said, but listen to what your heart is saying. He said, because your heart knows the right thing to do. And he said, don't listen to this stuff to get you all messed up and get you caught up on shata. Because I've come to tell you, the rock has the answer. The rock has peace. You're in a whirlwind. But today, peace in the air. I don't know what all's going on with you, but your life, you feel like life's over. Let me tell you something. Life's just beginning, honey. Let me tell you something. Put the past in the past because you got a bright future. You've got a bright future. Put it in the past. Don't look back. Go forward in the name of Chi. Go forward. Go forward. It's not your past that has defined you, but it's your future, and you got a bright one. You got a bright future. He's going to carry you through. He's going to carry you through this storm, but he says, follow me and follow your heart because I will never fail you, saith the Lord. I will never fail you, saith the been overwhelming see these bad storms folks these people sitting here going through things that you couldn't even imagine cause we want to walk in with a smile when inside we're hurting when inside we're broken all to pieces 
but we want to throw that smile on because we don't want nobody to know that we're actually overwhelmed. How you doing, hon? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. When down deep inside you're saying, I'm broken all to pieces. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've come today to tell you, I've come to lead you to the rock. As you stand to your feet, Listen, we can be overwhelmed by sickness. We can be overwhelmed by financial burdens. We can be overwhelmed by family issues. We can be overwhelmed on our job. Listen, there's all kinds of things in this life that can overwhelm us. But I've come today to lead you to the rock. And listen, just because you step out and come up front don't mean that you're so weak that you can't carry it on your own. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying today he don't want you to have to carry it on your own. It's not a weakling to step out and say, I need some help from God today. Listen, if you don't want nobody to know your issues and you got too much pride to step out of your seat and walk up here and give it to God and give it to the rock, guess what? You're going to go home and you're going to be overwhelmed today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, and the next day. But today, he's saying, come, and I've come to lead you. I've come to lead you. That's right. You don't have to wait for me to finish. There ought to have been several running out of your seat because you know how overwhelmed you are. It's open right now, folks. Come on. Everybody in here ought to be up here saying, God, I've got circumstances. I've got situations. I need you, God. I need you, God. I don't know what I'm going to do if you don't come to my rescue. I don't know how I'm going to make it if you don't come to me. You're not weak. You're not weak by coming. You're just saying, I need God more than I need this issue. I need God more than I need this overwhelming feeling that I've got inside of me. If you're in here today and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. And how are you going to be? Some of you prayer warriors, wouldn't be a thing wrong for you to come and get in behind some of these people. Say, I've been there. I've been there, but he was my shelter. He was my tower. He was everything that I needed. He did bring me through the storm, and he'll bring you through yours.